Greetings, Earthlings. I'm Jose Santana. And I'm Alexi Soto, a.k.a. Apollo Black. And this is Consumed by TV. The podcast that brings you breakdowns, Easter eggs, and hidden gems you might have missed at first glance. On today's episode, it's Marvel Monday, bitches. And yes, we are behind. It is a Marvel Monday episode, but we were filming Community, and we were also getting um, stuff down for our DC Friday stuff. So... It was recorded previously, and we are going to post it today, so it will be out today on Thursday the 18th. Right? Today's Thursday? But behind, because we told them every other week. Oh, right, every other week. So it's either going to be posted today, or it's going to be posted for the Monday coming up now. Well, this is Marvel Monday, where we do breakdowns of Marvel news, breakdowns of Marvel uh, facts, breakdowns of Marvel timeline coming up, what shows are going to be coming up, what movies are going to be coming up, and everything else in between. Until we get another show to start breakdown and analyzing for you. So, first on the agenda, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier is a story of Falcon and uh, Bucky, Winter Soldier, uh, in their own show. In a show where they're looking for the successor of Captain America. Captain America is no longer here. Whether he is dead or he left old America or Captain America, young, he is no longer here. We are looking for a successor in a world with no Captain America. Captain America, as you remember, the end of Endgame, gave the shield to uh, uh, fuck Falcon. I said fucking. Gave the shield to Falcon. Um, In the scenes that we get for the trailers of Falcon and Winter Soldier, it looks like they take the shield away from him. Um, whether it's due to racism, whether it's due to politics, whether it's due to the uh, Sokovian Accords, whether whatever the case may be, I think it ties into like the original Iron Patriot. I mean, not, yeah, Iron Patriot, I believe it is. Not Iron Patriot. Um, I think it's Bradley Patriot, who was an African-American soldier, who was like the first Captain America, a Captain America, who they stripped of his Captain America title because he was black and they gave it to a white guy. Now, I see the writer because the writer is a big influence when it comes to racism. Big influence. He is not up for it. So I have a big feeling that the show is going to talk over, especially in the time we're in now. I feel like the show, Falcon and Winter Soldier... One of the parts is going to talk about the racism between the politics and how Falcon was chosen to be the successor of Captain America, chosen to be Captain America, and they stripped him of the title and gave it to this other white guy who was issued by the government. And that's the story we're going to get. Now, we know Bucky won't be Captain America for the fact that in the comic books, he had his time. And for the fact that everybody knows and himself, he knows my mind's twisted. My mind's fucked up. I can go, I can be controlled at any point, even though you guys help me fix my mind. I can be taken over to any point. You don't want this behind the Captain America shield. He's okay with that. That's why at the end of Endgame, he told Falcon to approach uh, Steve Rogers. He didn't want it. He knew that he it, it was not his time. Now, there is a couple comic runs where Falcon becomes uh, Captain America. But in one of the major timelines, Captain uh, Falcon becomes Captain America as a dictator. Where he takes over the Avengers headquarters. He basically takes over the world. And he has like a diplomatic. Um, one world unite government. There's no multiple governments. The entire world is under one government. Like in Star Trek. Yeah. Falcon did this. Yeah. Falcon did this. Um, but that is in a multiverse timeline uh, comic book episode. That's a timeline where I think it's called. Um, Falcon, Falcon runs or Falcon assembles. Where Falcon becomes Captain America and he takes over the world, basically. Um, there is multiple other timelines in the comic books where Falcon gets the shield 
and he becomes sort of like a Captain America-esque uh, character, but he never becomes Captain America. Um, due to the fact that we have like uh, uh, Braxton, the London, uh, the UK Captain America. We have Bradley who becomes Captain America, the black Captain America. We have his son who becomes Iron Patriot, I believe it is, who becomes basically the Captain America in our timeline. Then we have the young Cap. Um, and then if you follow old comic books, you have old Cap with eye patch, just like how you have old, Lo old Logan with eye patch. So there's multiple ways you can see it about it. But as of now, Falcon and Winter Soldier releases Friday, March 19th at midnight. Now, midnight is the timeline for all of us. But if you are in Florida, Orlando, whether you're in Florida or whatever your location is, Falcon and Winter Soldier will be released tonight at 3 a.m. You will be able to watch the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier Thursday, March 18th. When it turns 3 a.m. March 19th, you will be able to watch the first official episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's why I said I kind of want this episode to be released today because it's giving you the news. Did you release it today? Um, and now we'll get some questions from Jose. We'll see what else. And then I will discuss the rest of the timeline coming up, what we have for the future, and what we have might coming up seeing again, like things that might tie into other shows. Well, mainly, I mean, we already discussed it prior to recording, but the recast. Yeah, okay, so we'll talk about that again, I guess, the recast. Yeah, all right, I would like to preface. Go ahead. We haven't seen the new recast in their roles, so I guess, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Yes, please take it with a grain of salt, because I already gave a whole rant. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm upset. Yeah, he gave a whole rant. Listen, I haven't seen them in the roles. I do, I like Haley Steinfeld. We'll see how she does. If you don't know who Haley Steinfeld is... She was the one from oh, Transformers, right? She plays in Pitch Perfect 2 and 3. Yeah. Um, as I believe her character's name is Emily Jung. Yep. She stars in Apple TV's Dickens Dickinson as Emily Dickinson. Yep. And then I believe like her first like major role was Transformers. The remake. Uh no, it was True Grit, like when she was 14. Yes! Yes, I remember that. Yes. She was in True Grit at 14. And then she was in the Transformers as well. But listen, when it comes to Transformers, they they just fucked up. Transformers fucked up the whole thing. They did. They, just, they had a good thing going. They had a great thing going, and they let it, they let it get ruined. Like side note, I understand they had a transition to how they, like, to transition, but like doing a reboot, they could have done it better. <coughs> Anywho, that's Haley Steinfeld. She's going to be starring as Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye series. She will be Kate Bishop. Uh, Jeremy Raider's daughter. In the Hawkeye series. Now, we haven't seen her in it yet because she wasn't the original actress portraying the older version. And the next, um, Catherine... Newton. Shit, wasn't he? Newton? Yep. Right? I told you. She's replacing... Stature. Actress that played... Yeah. So she's replacing Ant-Man's daughter from the from the Endgame. Um, have you watched... Right? Endgame. No, no. Yeah. No. Yes, if you watch, sorry, I, I get my timeline, my like, movie's yeah, confused a little bit. If you watch Endgame, when Ant-Man escapes from the quantum realm and he comes back and he goes to see his daughter, the girl who's playing Stature there, she has been recasted now. She will be played by yeah. uh, Catherine Newton, who was the star, Catherine, Catherine Newton, who was the star, the, the main female actress in Pokemon, the live-action movie. Yeah, 
Detective Pikachu. Yeah, she's she's replacing Emma Berman. I don't know how to say her last name, <coughs> so I might be saying it wrong. Uh-huh. Now, I understand recast, but, like, when it comes to, like, major movies like this, I always feel like the lesser-known actors and actresses are better to play the role. I agree. Because when you cast for namesake, you're automatically going to have people who are just going to be turned off because they don't like that actress or actor because yep to be fair hollywood typecast all the time that's what they love to do so you see them steadily playing a one note same kind of character in different movies you know not their own fault they gotta make their money somehow you know i agree like if you already like i just feel like if you already casted your actresses for these roles stick with them you casted them originally for a reason yep and now because what you're getting more it's becoming more big budget and that <coughs> you want to cast namesake actresses just to bring in the money and i just feel like that would do the opposite yep versus if they would have kept who they originally casted already now on that nope the latter half they did good by i didn't know Catherine langford from 13 reasons why was like future morgan stark yep like don't get me wrong i think she's a good actress but that was a namesake. You were just type uh, casting her because of who she is. Yep. And her fame. I'm not saying she can't be an MCU, but I feel like don't cast the namesake actress that's already famous in a role to be one of the Avengers kids. Cast yep. them as just something else. Yep. They don't. They don't need the fame. I'm not saying like oh they deserve like they don't need the money, but it's like I feel like for Marvel. The best thing about it, like, she yes, put it this people, way, they were known. She could have been a character that Captain America saves in the subway or in the in the library, and everybody would be like, "Okay, cool, that makes sense." You know, boom, she was a side character in Marvel. But literally making her Morgan Stark, um, Morgan Stark, Tony Stark's daughter, and then deleting the movie scene because it didn't fit with audience. You should have never filmed it in the first place. You should have never casted her as a, as an adult Morgan. You should have made a young Morgan, same way you made a young Gamora. Yeah, and yeah. On that note, because he was like, Alex has been giving me the info. If you knew you were going to do the, like, sprinkle in the older versions of them, I feel like in, the, like, other movies, you could have sprinkled them in, like, for the audience members to see who they are. Yep. That way it's more impactful when you get those scenes. Because, come on, you're going to, you see them mainly as little kids, and then you're going to get a glimpse of them as adults, and it's like, eh. And like how I pointed out to Jose, they did that, and they did a really good job of performing that, but then they kind of rushed it. Because in Infinity War, you get, um, sorry, no. In Endgame, you get both the scenes. Yeah. So I was wrong. In Endgame, they do both of them. One at the very beginning, and one in the middle. Because at the very beginning, they show you Hawkeye's daughter leaving. And then at the in the middle, they show you Ant-Man running to his daughter who is... And they're both older. They're not young anymore. They're both older. Um, and she's playing Hawkeye. She's playing... She Well, technically, we can call her Stature. Because that's what she'll be playing. She's already... They already recasted her. But we officially know that the girl who was in Endgame was officially going to be Stature. And that's where they're going with this. Even though it's a recast... Um, I can't remember her name, like her the Ant Man's daughter's name, in the movie. But movie, um, Cassie. 
Cassie, there you go. Cassie Lang, she will be Stature, and Kate Bishop will be Hawkeye. So we saw them both young, and then we saw them both old, and that was a great tribute to it. Like, young here, young here. Oh, well, five years passed. Perfect. Time to introduce this, this. Take this one away from him, bringing this one back to her. Like, that was perfect. But then throwing in that last scene in Endgame 2 when Tony snaps to show Morgan Stark, that was really rushed, and it felt unseemly. Like, it didn't fit with anybody. It didn't make any sense whatsoever because we didn't even get to see her grow up. We literally got introduced to her as a kid. Yeah, so it's like, you, you don't have that emotional connection. Yeah, yet. you don't have that. We didn't get to see her grow up. We didn't get to see her turn into Catherine Lang. You know, like, we yeah. we saw her as a little girl who got to grieve over her dad's funeral. And then at the end, uh, we'll grieve at the funeral. But when he snaps, he automatically sees future Morgan. No, he should have used baby Morgan. And baby yeah. Morgan would have been like, I'm going to be okay, dad. Exactly. And she could have put you could you could have had her put on the helmet and the and, and 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 the glove like how they introduced her in the first like two minutes. She could have been like this to her and then he just take off the mask and be like, "I'm gonna be okay, Dad." And then he could just close his eyes and go to sleep. Should have, could have, would have, because <laughs> <coughs> you want these actresses for that specific moment, with the exception of older Morgan Stark. It's not canon, so whatever. Yeah. You saw something in them, potential, and then you took, and then you just said, nah. Yeah. For what? And then the actress they replaced Cassie Lang with, like the older version, is the first actress that they cast was the appropriate age. She was 18. Yep. Like she should be. The actress they're replacing her with is 24. I'm not saying it's a big deal, but it's like, I like when TV and movies cast age appropriately because it is accurate yep it that's how you look at that age it's like when teen dramas cast late 20s and 30 year olds to play teenagers teenagers don't look like that that's how you get body dysmorphia and like all this shit when yep you, when you're a teenager watching shows like that yep you are not gonna have a ripped six pack or like a snatched body, perfect boobs and ass. Like, you're gonna have acne. <coughs> your weight will fluctuate up the ass. Like, it, your voice will crack probably. still, even if you're 26 years old. Yes. Your voice will still crack sometimes. Hey, come on, no, come on. I just. Look, again, we haven't seen the new actresses in these roles yet. So I don't wanna say that they can't do it because I'm only used to seeing them play certain types of characters. I don't I don't know their range. Yeah. I do think Emily Seinfeld is getting better from where she started to but, now. Okay, but put it this put let me ask let me ask you this let me ask you this question. Is she a Hawkeye persona? Can she match Jeremy Renner's energy and be Kate that, Bishop? That is the question. Is she a good Kate Bishop? That's what I'm going. I don't I feel like from what I've seen so far, not yet. I feel like, give her a few more years, yes, because she's someone that I feel like, from what I've seen her to now, she's still learning and growing, which is fine. She's still relatively new to the Hollywood scene. Like, yes, she's been working like since 14, but her big breakout role didn't come until 18 and Pitch Perfect 2. And we're here now. 
But from Pitch Perfect 2 to now, movie-wise, she's been playing the same type of characters. Yep. She has... A, there was one movie where she played, like, a undercover spy with Samuel L. Jackson in it. But, like, that was still, like, campy. Yep. So, I don't... Marvel... It's like, from what I... It's more, like, big production, more... Yep. Dramatic, more like you gotta really, like, <coughs> be the role and know the role. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm saying, from what I've seen both of these actresses in, I'm gonna take it, like, very cautious. Because I feel like where they'll take the role is more comical and that's not what's needed you can have comical moments but it doesn't all they don't need to always be comical but they might surprise us i don't know maybe there's a reason marvel recast it who knows i'm just you cast those first original two actresses for a reason i'm sure you didn't audition them just doing those one scenes I'm sure you had some future sides already planned and wants to see if they can do the role. Like Tom Holland said in his in his kind of like first interview ever, he went through like 13 different shoots doing different scenes and not even knowing what movie he was actually filming for until they were like, yeah, you're going to be Spider-Man. Exactly. And he didn't believe it either until they gave him the phone call and they were like, yo, look online and look at the name for the new Spider-Man casting. And everybody called him and they're like, yo, you're the new Spider-Man. He's like, no, no, there's no way. I'm the... And he goes online and it's like Spider-Man, Tom Holland. He's like, oh, shit. So, because I, like, I'm not up to date with Marvel, but I do know Marvel's process and how secretive they are and how grueling their audition process is. You did that again. Yep. You, you said no to them and went through that process again. But I don't feel like they really went hard within that process. I feel like they just casted because, quote-unquote, these two females can bring in new viewers. Yep. And I feel like the viewers they're trying to bring in are the females that watch their other movies. Yep. Which, no. 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 I don't need them playing those characters they play. That's not why you come to watch Marvel. All right. So, backing up onto it. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. Backing into it, let's finish off Falcon and Winter Soldier real quick. Uh, the last couple things you need to know about Falcon and Winter Soldier is uh, Zemo is making a return. Zemo was going to be the protagonist, or not protagonist, the antagonist in the show. He's going to be the bad guy. Um, he will be wearing his red suit. We also have confirm- confirmation that uh, the Leaper, uh, George St. Pierre, will be in the show. Um, we also have confirmation from uh, Don Cheadle that he will make an appearance in the show. We have confirmation from Kevin Feige that Miss Marvel will have an appearance in the show. Um, another group of antagonists in the show are going to be called the group called the Flag Smashers. Now, in the comic book, the Flag Smasher, again, was a anti-antagonist hero and slash villain who ripped the flags down and destroyed um, like third-party worlds and brought them into one-world organizations where the entire world had one democratic organization. And if you didn't, if you didn't uh, fall in line to this organization, he come to your your country, your 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 location, and he would destroy your your um, government from the inside out, and then he would take over, and your 
your land will fall into a, de a democratic one government world. Now, 10 minute warning. <clears throat> now, in this show, the Flag Smashers are a group of people led by one female actress. I forget her name, um, but she is a female actress. She will be the leader of the Flag Smashers. Um, so far, hinted, we don't know if they're super soldiers because there are scenes where some of them do jumps out of like moving trucks, super punching Falcon, super punching the Winter Soldier, who is a super enhanced person, and him falling like 10 feet backwards. So, my theory going forward is they're probably mutants because of WandaVision, but if not, because Thunderbolt Ross might be in the show as well, and because we have the Flag Smashers and Zemo, I think they are super soldier enhanced uh, people that Zemo have created to be an ant, um, a, and Zemo made a group called the Thunderbolts, or no, not the Thunderbolts, sorry, Thunderbolts was uh, Thunderbolt Ross. Zemo makes a group of anti-Avengers who go out to, like, stop crime, but they also make the crime that they're stopping. Um, I think Zemo hired this girl to become the Flag Smasher group. Zemo's controlling this group. Zemo's gonna try to stop this group with Falcon and Winter Soldier, but he's basically, like, leading them on, trying to get rid of the rest of the Avengers for his group to take over. That's what I think it is. The Flag Smashers are the beast, are, like, the A story. Zemo's the B story. Zemo is in charge of the Flag Smashers. We don't know that until the very end. They are super enhanced mutants, or super enhanced people. Now, all said and done, like I said, March 19th, you'll be able to see the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I won't go too much into spoilers and I won't go too much into all that. But that's what I give you to know. Um, coming in the lineup for news next. Uh, in May, we have Loki. So that's going to be a great show. Hopefully it ties in. Um, around May, hopefully, because they keep saying May as well. Hopefully in May, maybe the ending of May, maybe the beginning we get Black Widow. And hopefully we finally get Black Widow because it's been pushed for so long. <laughs> now, <coughs> excuse me. Continuing forward from Black Widow, in July, we get the story of the movie Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. So that's great. We get the Shang-Chi. We get uh, Ether World. We get all those other worlds. We're probably going to be another multiverse kind of movie where uh, the people have to fight um, to, save their, to save their verse. Um... Then somewhere mid-2021, I'm not sure if it has a confirmation date, but I know it's mid-2021 because Kevin Feige said it. He kept saying mid. Um, the What If series, the TV show where the Eternal Watcher tells you the stories of what if this happened or what if this happened. So it's a timeline of – it's a cartoon show of multiversal uh, timelines. Uh, like I know one of the episodes for a fact is what if T'Challa, Black Panther, was actually Star-Lord. So we're going to get – that episode where Chitala doesn't become Black Panther, he becomes Star-Lord and becomes the Guardian of the Galaxy leader. We get an episode of what if the Avengers were zombies? So we're going to get the zombie story, which is a, a three-panel comic, a three-part comic book, um, which is an infinite timeline. It always happens no matter what. That's what we found out. That's the big Easter egg of that comic book. If you read it or whatever, the story always happens no matter what. Somebody, somebody always gets infected, and the story happens to repeat itself just with a different person. Um, so we get the what if, so what if is it, like I said, a different multiversal sideline cartoon, uh, show coming out on Disney plus in November, we have the Eternals, which I am wholly grailing for because the Eternals is basically the, the, the origin story of everything Marvel, the creation of the Krees, the creation of scrolls, the creation of humans. Maybe we get a hint to the creation of mutants and they were here this entire time. The Eternals created all Marvel. The Internals are the beings of Marvel. Yes. 
Answer. Are you happy with who they casted? Yes. Yes. I am happy with who they casted as the internal lineup for the fact that not only because Angelina Jolie plays a lot of like mythical roles when it comes to like shows about movies about lore, movies about this, yeah. but Angelina Jolie is going to play like one of the Eternals herself. So that literally will bring more fans to like from people who watch Wanted, people who watch Tomb Raider, like those fans will come because she will have a role in not only like the origin of Marvel, but the lore of Marvel. Angelina Jolie from now on will forever be seen as one of the goddesses who created the Marvel universe. Same thing with Maharshal Ali. I mean, not Maharshal Ali. Sorry, he's gonna be playing Blade. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. Taj Kumar. He's going to be playing like one of the uh, one of the main Eternals, one of the main like protagonists of the story. So I'm happy with who they cast as the, as the Eternals. I'm gonna be so happy if if it just in one of the stories, whoever they're talking through, one of the one of the Eternals was like. One of them created humans, one of them created the deviants, one of them created the celestials, the, all those genes. And then one of them was like, you know what? But humans aren't made to be this way. We've created all these beings that are more far advanced and intellectual. Why can't humans have that specific gene as well? And it's it probably already been there. So the X gene, they're going to, hopefully the Eternals is what I'm saying. It goes into the mutants. Oh shit, Selma Hayek's <laughs> Yeah, Selma Hayek is a goddess as well. And Eternal. Game of Eternal. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, Kumar Nanjiani. Yes, him. Oh, I cannot wait. He is. He's one of the main main story of uh, main characters of the story that we'll be following. So then, that November. I'm, I'm assuming they said. I think it's. Like, they said through November first or November tenth, we'll be able to. That movie will come out. So I'm hoping like November fifth ish. If a, if an actual timeline is confirmed with everybody with everything sort of cooling down with the Marvel industry and people being able to put out the movies, I'm pretty sure it'd be around November 5th area, if not November 10th. If not, be pushed back. After Eternals in November, I'm sure there's one more movie in November, but I'm not 100% positive. I think it's just another show. But in the main timeline coming up, after that, we get Spider-Man in December, Spider-Man no, uh, no Way Home. That comes out in December. And then the following year, um, I don't remember all the movies because I'm pretty sure Blade comes out, She-Hulk. Um, there was another show that they were introducing. But in 2022, one of the main movies that are coming out that we need that we're probably going to answer all the questions that the rest of them is the uh, Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange. So Doctor Strange Into the Multiverse of Madness comes out somewhere 2022, right after Spider-Man. Um, and hopefully all the questions are tied in. All the answers are tied in. Um, hopefully we get some answers. But that is your news. That is your timeline as of now. The next time we do another Marvel Monday episode, I will make sure to have a full timeline for you guys so you guys are like know in the know of what's coming, when it's coming, when it's supposed to be coming, and if it's been pushed back or not. Um, Three-minute warning. Um, but that is it. That That's your news for now. Falcon and Winter Soldier, March 19th. Uh, if you're watching this episode today, just stay awake till three o'clock in the morning and watch it. <laughs> um, Loki in May, Black Widow in May, Shang-Chi in July. What if in the middle of 2021, so it's probably like May or April, maybe, July, uh, uh, August, uh, because there's like zombie episodes closer to October. Um, because November's is the Eternals. So what if might lead into the Eternals? Like what if this, and then boom, the Eternals. What if the Eternals did this shit, you know? 
So I know that for a fact the internals are going to talk about humans and scroll. For a fact, I know that's going to happen. I know they're going to go over the celestials. I know they're going to talk about that. Um, the head of nowhere, because nowhere the head, uh, nowhere the place in Endgame is a head of a eternal being or head of a celestial being. And it said that that celestial being, his eye is missing. So his eye is what created Ego. And Ego is the father of Star-Lord. So that timeline, that 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 genealogy right there is going to be traced back somewhere. We're going to find out who the great, great, great da granddaddy of Star-Lord is. Um, and What's then, up? yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we find out that Star-Lord uh, Star is a celestial being or half celestial being, half immortal. Yeah. Half mortal. And we know that his dad is a celestial being because his ego. But ego said that he was in a form of an egg and he was just floating around space for until he was conscious. And then we look at nowhere when we finally get to go to nowhere. And nowhere is a giant head of a dead celestial or eternal. And it's missing an eye. So the eye was the egg that birthed ego who in then birthed multiple celestials but they didn't survive and the only one that did survive was star lord that we know of because that's what the story of guardians of the galaxy 2 was and that's the end of it we have 20 seconds thank you we appreciate you follow us on consumed by tv instagram you know the rest have a good day take it easy guys follow us on consumed by tv on instagram follow us follow me on twitch at apollo uh twitch.tv slash apollo black 115 follow me on instagram at apollo black nation i'm alexi soto aka apollo black thank you for watching marvel monday uh consumed by tv bye bye